Yeah. We've all missed hearing Nathaniel live. It's wonderful. So, welcome to this worship service of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation at Shelter Rock. That's actually at Shelter Rock. It's wonderful for us to come together once again inside our worship room after our pause. Our numbers are limited, but not our excitement. And we continue anticipating and working towards coming together as a full community as soon as possible. I'm the Reverend Dr. Natalie Fenimore. I'm a minister at this congregation with the Reverend Jay Brooks and the Reverend Jennifer Brower, who are elsewhere in the building. Our worship associate today is Janet Bendewitz, yay. In this congregation, we seek to create loving religious community, to encourage spiritual growth, and to build a more just and joyful world. We seek to restore the balance of our spirits, to celebrate life's joys, and to find the strength to meet our sorrows. You may be new to Unitarian Universalism, and ours is a religious tradition which embraces the wisdom of all faiths and values diversity. We believe in using science, reason, and the gifts of the spirit to explore life's meaning and mystery. We believe that we need not think alike to love alike. So please visit our website for more information about Unitarian Universalism and the Unitarian Universalist Congregation at Shelter Rock. Now, after the service, today, as in all Sundays, you're invited to our online coffee hour to meet new friends and to see the faces of friends who you have been missing. This worship service speaks to this month's worship theme, which is widening the circle. So let us begin. Let us worship together. And we'll begin by lighting our chalice. Flame, friend of our most ancient ancestors, we kindle you now to make you visible in this time. Yet in truth, you burn always in the unique worth of each person, in the imagination, in the turning of the heart to sorrow and joy, in the call to hope, in the call to justice. Burn bright before us, burn bright within us. These are the words of the Reverend Orlando Brignola. Please join in the words of affirmation. The congregation's words of affirmation express the purpose and intention for our gathering in religious community. Please join in saying the words of affirmation, which will appear on the screen. Love is the doctrine of this congregation. The quest of truth, its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge in freedom, to serve human need. This do we affirm 
and covenant with each other. special collection is for upholding humanity. UUCSR is part of this interfaith effort to resettle Afghan refugees' families here on Long Island. We are working with other local faith communities, including the Islamic Center and the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. For this special collection, you may use your smartphone or other device to go to the giving section of the UUCSR website, uucsr.org. You may also drop a donation in the collection box, which can be found outside these worship doors to the left when you leave the service. It's good to be together, to share our joys and sorrows. Our chalice is lit not only for Unitarian Universalism writ large, but it is a candle for all of those who are in this community who we wish to hold in care. It is lit for all our hopes for peace, justice, and health in our world. 
So let us enter into a time of silence, meditation, or prayer with these words from the Reverend Clyde Grubbs. Source of life. We've been given time to measure our days. What are we to make of these times, these times in which we live and love and have our being? The road of history has been long, full of both hope and disappointment. There have been wars and rumors of wars, violence and exploitation, hunger and homelessness and destruction. We know that we cannot continue to live in this old way. We must make a change, seek a new way, a way of leading toward peace with justice and a healthy planet. Creative spirit, you have given a vision for the good and we yearn for this new way, but where are we to find the courage to begin to work for this new beginning? We wonder what is required of us. We think of the prophets who gave voice to unpopular opinion, who made personal sacrifices, sometimes their life for the sake of justice. May we be inspired and renewed by the courage of these witnesses. Let them empower us as we work for this vision.
over in the social hall you'll be able to see them at the end of the service you can wave and say thank you and all of that it has been an interesting road we have been traveling trying to figure out how to sustain our souls by having some good music and the choir's done a great job and I'm thankful to our soloists and to uh, Nathaniel and Asa our accompanists, but most of all to music director Stephen Michael Smith, who has done a great job of making sure that we are still um, blessed by the washing over of the music. So I deeply appreciate that. So yes, we've come together again after another pandemic pause to affirm our commitment to this community as a community of abundance. Here we have much to offer, much to give, and much to share. We welcome the gifts of diverse peoples among us, those who desire an ever-widening circle of love and justice are here, are you. There is joy in the making of such a community circle like music, joy. There is joy in this community. We might forget that when we're locked away, but I hope we don't, because that's what will hold us together, is this understanding that we are a community of joy. 
but this joy does not come without struggles. We definitely know about struggles now, individually and as a community. We've experienced many struggles over these last two pandemic years. But the struggle to build the beloved community of justice, peace, and equity has been with us longer. It's been with us forever. In fact, we have never known the beloved community we seek to make. We have to stretch our imaginations to try to picture what this heaven on earth would actually look like. We have to stretch our imaginations to figure out how we might bring it into being. It's a project without a blueprint. Only the words of prophets, the visions of saints, and our own deep longing shows us the way. One instance of confronting how much we have to do to build the beloved community of diversity and inclusion here in Unitarian Universalism and in our larger world was the work of the Unitarian Universalist Commission on Institutional Change. I was a member of that commission for three years, from 2017 to 2020. Now, you may or may not remember, because it's hard to remember actually pre-COVID times, but in 2017, our Unitarian Universalist Association had a breakdown. After facing questions about the hiring practices and the lack of diversity and leadership at the association, the UUA president, the Reverend Peter Morales, resigned on April 1st, 2017. It was the first resignation of a UUA president. And Harlan Limpert, the UUA chief operating officer, resigned. And the UUA director of congregational life staff resigned. And the executive director of the UU Ministers Association also resigned. There was deep pain, confusion, anxiety, anger, probably every form of strong emotion you might imagine was present in our association and in our congregations at this time. There was a sense that the UUA was rudderless and shaken at its core. There was also a sense that a time and a space could be made, could be created to take on the challenges of this time, to lean into deep reflection and renewal of our community of faith. The Unitarian Universalist Association Board of Trustees appointed three transitional co-ministers. The Reverend Bill Sankford, who had been UUA president in the past, Reverend Sophia Betancourt, and Leon Spencer. Leon was a lay person. It was the first time a lay person had been president of the UUA. Sophia, as a woman of color, became the first woman of color to be president of the UUA. These co-presidents led our faith for three months, from April to June, until the election of the Reverend Susan Frederick Gray as the first elected woman president of the Unitarian Universalist Association. 
Now, the co-presidents appointed the Commission on Institutional Change. The charge of the commission was to examine the power structures and to analyze systemic racism and white supremacy culture within the Unitarian Universalist Association with the goal of aligning the way the UUA works as an institution more clearly with the principles of Unitarian Universalism. To the UUA and our congregations and covenanted communities, the question was, how do we function as a welcoming, anti-racist, anti-oppressive, multicultural, and multi-generational creative community? So the commission's final report after three years was entitled, Widening the Circle of Concern. In this final report, the commission offered some recommendations for our congregations to consider which may move us closer toward the beloved community which we seek, a community which sets aside racist and oppressive practices. The commission's recommendations cover the areas of theology, governance, religious education, hospitality, risk-taking, restoration and reparations, accountability, and resources. I'd invite you to read the Commission's report, which is available online on the UUA website, and see where you and your feelings about Unitarian Universalists fit in this picture. The UUA committed to undertake a racial justice audit of itself to review its hiring policies in light of concerns about institutional racism, to embrace a commitment to being a transformational faith tradition. And how might our congregations do the same? These institutional change recommendations should be linked, though, with another action that the three co-presidents led in 2017. They called together a meeting of UU leaders of color and asked them to share their insights into how our association could continue moving forward as it moved through the charged moment of the presidential resignations. And some of the things these leaders yearned for were these. Can we address racism as a theological mandate? Can we center the experiences of black indigenous people of color and learn from these experiences as lessons of strength and resilience, not victimhood? Can we develop ritual and worship to sustain people of color and those oppressed and to make space for repentance, repair, and renewal for all people? Can we have a structure of shared accountability and leadership? Can we include more white people in intentional anti-oppressive work? Can we learn the lessons of history and also acknowledge what is new and needed for these times? Beyond recommendations on paper, it's a desire to relate to one another on a personal level, to know each other, to be known, to be heard, to share our human experiences, to treat tenderly our source places to dance and rejoice together, to travel this road 
together. While I was a member on the commission, I spent three years hearing the stories of Unitarian Universalists, mostly those who felt marginalized by our faith, marginalized because our faith treated them so much like the same that they were treated out in the world. Our faith could treat them badly, with disregard, without generosity or hospitality or welcome. I heard the stories of Unitarian Universalists who did not feel like full members of our community because of their race or their gender identity or their gender nonconformity or their physical abilities. There were stories of pain and sadness, stories of confusion and betrayal. There were also stories of desire of want. How can the we in our UU communities be expanded and expansive? How can we widen the circle of Unitarian Universalism? How can we widen the circle of this congregation? One thing I personally engage with over the years now is expanding the stories of Unitarian Universalists, which I know and I tell. The story of John Manjiro, believed to be the first Japanese person to live in the United States, and his being welcomed into the Unitarian Church in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. And when I take our eighth graders on our annual UU History and Heritage Tour in the spring, and we visit Concord, Massachusetts, I will include the story of the Native Americans and the free black people who lived at Walden Pond and inspired the European-American Henry David Thoreau. I will tell the story of Louis Latimer, the son of enslaved people and colleague of Thomas Edison, who founded the Unitarian Church in Queens, our near neighbor congregation. Knowing and telling these stories and others of the diverse communities which have always been a part of Unitarian Universalism helps us to widen the circle, helps us to know who has always been a part of our faith, who is now, who are now a part of our faith, and who will always be welcomed here in our faith. If people hear their stories as part of us and our stories, perhaps they will know that this is their place. Perhaps they will feel more our welcome. The Widening the Circle of Concern report is one guide, only one, one guide which all of us can use to widen our circle here at Shelter Rock. We can make changes for more inclusive Unitarian Universalism. This is needed for the, the spiritual health of all of us. It's not only for those you use who are black or indigenous or people of color, not only for those who are differently abled or feel oppressed because of their identity. Those who are of the dominant culture and who receive its benefits will also gain from the wider welcome which the Commission's report envisioned. 
a Unitarian Universalism which can hold people who are oppressed can also hold people who are tired of being oppressors, who find themselves in a system not of their making, which holds them in unequal relationship with their fellow human beings. In the introduction to her book, The Sum of Us, S-U-M of Us, What Racism Costs Everyone and How We Can Prosper Together, Heather McGee writes, I'm fundamentally a hopeful person because I know that decisions made the world as it is and that better decisions can change it. Nothing about our situation is inevitable or immutable. But we can't solve a problem with the consciousness that created it. The antiquated belief that some groups of people are better than others distorts our politics, drains our economy, and erodes what we have in common. From our schools, to our air, to our infrastructure. And everything we believe comes from a story we've been told. So she set out on this journey to piece together a new story, a new story of who we could be with one another, and a glimpse of the new way we must create for the sum, S-U-M, of us. So I say, as does our anthem, draw the circle wide, draw it wider still, Let this be our song. No one stands alone, standing side by side. Draw the circle wide. And don't forget the joy. May it be so. for this prayer from Angela Herrera. This is a prayer for all travelers, for the ones who start out in beauty. Oops, I'm sorry, I think I missed a hymn. Did I miss a hymn, Stephen? Okay, go ahead.
our closing words from the Reverend Angela Herrera. This is a prayer for all travelers, for the ones who start out in beauty, who fall from grace, who step gingerly, looking or not looking back. And for those who are born into the margins, who travel from one liminal space to another, crossing boundaries in search of center. For all the travelers, young and old, aching and joyful, weary and full of life, the ones who are here, the ones who are not here, the ones who are like you, and they are all like you, and the ones who are different, for in some ways we each travel alone. This is a prayer for traveling mercies, for sure-footedness, for bread for your body and spirit, for water for your safe arrival, and for everyone you see along the way. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Every time you say good, every time.